0: Fire's burning bright Pumpkin faces in the night I remember Halloween Dead cats hanging from bowls Little dead around in droves
1: I remember Halloween
0: Where skeletal life is known I remember Halloween This day anything goes Burning bodies hanging from poles I remember
1: Halloween
0: And I am the one they call John. Right.
2: And you are correct, would, sir. Thank you. That would make me Troy, I would think.
0: Oh man. We got it all we get it right. We got all our names right. I think we uh deserve a gold star.
3: Gosh right, heard it. We're we're, I'm, vol- <laughs> we're we're damn radios now.
4: <laughs> well, if this is a perfect show then. Good night, guys.
3: <laughs> while we're ahead, we better quit. Put it in the books. Right. Well,
0: we,
3: we can't do that. We got a uh, Jeff Broadstreet coming up, the director right. of oh, Living Dead 3D.
0: Right, we'll have him okay. on in about ten in about ten minutes or so, uh, half past the hour. If anyone wants to call in, number is five zero eight six four four eight five zero three. Mm hmm. He's the director of Live um, Living Dead part? Well, not part 3D. Just in 3D. Mm
3: hmm. They've taken the movie and put it into 3D. We'll find out if the story's going to be any different, or uh, what's going on here?
5: Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: And, so what else is on your mind here, but in uh, the horror movie world? I saw recently that there's a new Dario Argento movie coming out. Oh, really?
3: I know he was working on, like, uh, you know, Suspiria, Suspiria Inferno, and uh, I, I I read a long time ago that he was coming out with, like, the third, like, kind of mm-hmm. like, third uh, Oh story to that series right
0: that's what it is it's uh the, the mother of tears
3: okay yeah that's what it is mm-hmm. yeah as she's in that one right
0: right his daughter yeah so i don't know that should be uh
3: that should be something to look forward to i haven't really read a whole lot up on that one but uh you know the first two were
0: definitely the, apparently a there's a, boot, there's a bootleg um but like someone went into a theater in Italy and filmed this off the off the screen, and there's a bootleg of it on um, on like YouTube. Not the whole movie, just the uh, just the trailer.
2: Oh, okay. Hmm. I'll just wait until Santo gets it, and then you know, <laughs> from right. He'll know. Mm-hmm. He'll have it before it's out at the theaters in Italy. Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> he's got connections.
0: Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, yeah. We probably shouldn't. We should probably shouldn't incriminate the man
2: here. No, no, that's true.
0: Right. Uh There's also a movie coming out on DVDs, uh, Prime Evil. I remember when this came out, they were kind of trying to trick you with like the ads, or saying it was based on a true story of like uh, the most like prolific uh, serial killer of all time. They were like, they'd put up serial killers and say how many people they killed, and they said like this person killed like hundreds or something. And uh what it came out was that it was like a, a giant crocodile was like the actual was like the monster in the movie. And they're You're saying cool now man. that uh they're saying that it's actually based on a true story about like uh the most bloodthirsty crocodile of mm. all time.
2: I didn't know that. I I would have I think I would have been more intrigued if they were, you know, honest in the end. Said, right. Hey, we got a... Freaking crocodile here ate hundreds of people. I'd be like, "Wow, that's pretty right.
0: wild." This is probably like some crocodile that bit some guy in the lake. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Excellent. I don't know. Is this kind of going to be like that? Uh, black.
0: Then this was at the theater. I mean, oh, is it? It was, yeah. But it, it's coming on DVD now. Yeah. You know, remember when they were advertised? It was. Uh, they advertised it quite a bit. I don't think it did yeah. very well. On, um, it, it
2: was pretty vague, though, like the ads for it.
0: Hmm. Intriguing. Uh,
3: no, I don't, I don't remember this one. I can't really recall it, so I guess I'll mm-hmm. have to check it out when it comes out on DVD
0: here. Yeah, it's coming out. And Blu-ray. I believe uh, John here is a Blu-ray ah. man. Yes.
3: Oh. <laughs> I know you hate me for my HD snobbish
0: ways, but... <laughs>
3: I must have the well, Blu-ray.
0: Now, do you think Blu-ray will it end up being the Betamax? Um, I don't know. I don't
3: necessarily think so. I don't know. I think there's a. I don't know. Probably not. I don't see how it. Goes. You're hoping
0: probably
3: not. I'm hoping right. not. But like you know, you really don't know quality until you view a HD film. <laughs> All right. <laughs> how do you like that?
0: So, are you saying that the Blu-ray is superior to the like the HD DVD?
3: No, not necessarily. I'm not saying that. Because um, if you want me to get into the technical specs of it, I will. But basically, <laughs> HD DVD can hold 15 gigs of information on one side. So, uh-huh. a double-sided HD um, DVD can hold like 35 gigs. Right. And a, uh, a Blu-ray, I think is capable of holding 20 gigs on one sided, ah. uh, you know, DVD. Right. And, uh, so it can hold, you know, 40, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just think about all that video, uh, compiling into that. And, you know, a, re- a standard DVD is like 4 gigs or 8 gigs. And you think about that and you, you kind of, you can kind of see where you're lo- getting all those pixels from and stuff. So,
2: it whoops its booty is what you're saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Put 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 it into layman's terms.
4: It, <laughs> it whips it just,
2: its booty. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, I, I have a I have a video recommendation for everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. Let's hear it. I discovered this. It's um it's a new BBC uh version, tweeny Todd. It just came out recently. Um, and Ray Winston is, mm-hmm. is, is Sweeney Todd in it. Mm. And it's great. It's fantastic. It's, it's not like the musical Sweeney Todd. You know, it's, it's a, it's a drama. It's really, really well done, really well thought out and really well acted. Just, uh, anybody that's interested in like the whole demon barber of Fleet Street. Mm-hmm. Or you know, if if you just want to like get to know the character before the Depp movie comes out next year, um, check it out. It's it's a BBC Sweeney Todd. It's, it's yeah. excellent.
0: Cool. Excellent. that now, do you think that Johnny Depp is going to take? Um, is he going to take like another like uh, when he does this movie? Is he going to take like another Rolling Stone or another famous uh, uh, musician to inspire him to play like uh, a killer uh, barber?
2: Hmm, well, have you seen, have you seen the, the, they have like a few still photos where he's mm-hmm. got the gray streak in his hair? Right. Where, where he's Sweeney Todd? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he might have, he might have like a little Bowie working on that or something, you know?
3: Hmm. I'm just thinking, you know, like uh, Killer Barber, this is probably a throwback to like Edward Scissorhands.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that, that would have been a good, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because second just, you coming know,
3: of, like, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's
0: yeah. very true. like could that always do a what if uh, Edward Scissorhands great. became a barber.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
0: true. I- I've always wondered what if
3: uh, Glenn from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 1 took on, mm-hmm. like, Edward Scissorhands, what would, do, what would happen?
0: Oh, man, it'd just be a bloodbath. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Even worse than what Freddy did to him.
0: Yeah, that's not probably my only problem with with the original uh, Nightmare. Well, the very ending's not best, but that scene where like the blood just like pours out of like the ceiling.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. It seems like a little bit too much blood to me.
3: <laughs> you don't think the human oh, like, body what? could have that
2: much blood?
0: I don't know. It Seems like quite a bit to me. In the bed. Yeah. When,
2: yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um.
0: Another thing, um, you know, another remake they're making is uh, I Am Legend.
2: No, okay. I'm I'm really fascinated in that because I, I love the story.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's you know just one of one of my favorite like I don't know if you call it a horror or science fiction or or both really. Um, you know the old Richard Matheson story is just really really cool. One of my favorite vampire stories.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with it, uh, Andrew? Yeah, I Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, it's also known as uh, The Last Man on Earth.
2: Yeah, they did the Vincent Price one. And, oh, okay. um That was The Last Man on Earth. Uh, and that one's pretty close to the, to then
0: the Omega one. Man with uh, Charlton Heston.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people kind of grabbed uh, Matheson's story you know, right. and ran yeah. a different direction. And, then,
0: and this one's going to have Will Smith.
2: Mm-hmm. That's quite a step. Huh. You think he'll
3: come out with a rap song for this one, like mm-hmm. kind of like back whenever he did the rap song for Freddy Krueger?
2: It's very Nightmare possible. On
3: my street.
2: Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyhow, I don't know. Um,
3: okay, well, I guess with that, we're probably going to go to a break, and uh, we'll get Jeff Broadstreet on the. Uh, phone here. We're going to gonna ask him some questions about Night of the Living Dead 3D. And uh doesn't he have a uh, documentary coming out? I believe he does. And I think I lost my co-host. So eh, in the meantime, we'll be back. I think that's the wrong wording. Who okay. cares?
2: Johnson, and you're listening to WithoutYourHead.com dot com. Feed your head.
0: All right, we well, are back, and we're joined by Jeff Broadstreet. Welcome to Without Your Head.
6: Thanks for, for having me on the show.
0: Okay. Well, I'll let everybody know it. You've uh, directed Night of the Living Dead in 3D. And if uh-huh. anyone wants to check that out, like to have some more information, go to NotLD3D dot com. We'll put the link up on the website too. Okay. That's good. Yeah uh so why did you decide to make it in 3D
6: uh it actually that actually was not my decision uh that was just the decision of the executive producer um, when we decided to make the film originally we were going to make it in 2D and then he called me back about a week later and said that we're going to make it in 3D uh, i guess it probably differentiated a, a little bit and you know the 3D uh, craze was is actually we were kind of he- ahead of the wave of of, uh, you know, all these 3D films have been announced, but, um uh, I, to, to differentiate it a little bit, but he also, I think he also knew that I had a, even though I had not shot a feature in 3D, he knew that I had come close a couple of times and knew the process and what was involved, and so I didn't, like, have to learn it from scratch. I knew who to call. I knew, you know, how to, how to set the shots up. So, uh, but what's interesting about that story is that, uh, we had agreed on a budget and then he calls me about a week later and says, okay, we're going to make it in 3D now, but you have to do it for the same price, which is uh, not an easy thing to do, even on a small film. It adds 3D, adds quite a bit to your budget. So that was uh, challenging, to say the least.
0: Uh, was it a lot harder to, fit, to actually film it in 3D?
6: No, it just, um, it actually didn't slow us down much at all during uh, production um it it's it's a bit more complicated in in post, but uh during production basically you have a two camera rig and you have to realign the shot uh for every single shot or setup Now what that means is you have to align the two cameras um, depending on what you f- you want the focus of the 3D to be within the shot in other words uh, every shot you know, it needs to have a foreground, which would be sort of at the screen plane, and then you need to have a, a mid-ground and a background. So you have to decide what, what the focus is going to be. Like if you want to have something come off the screen, then you have to, you have to converge the two cameras. You have to set the two cameras, uh, to have the uh, 3D focus on something coming off the screen. So you just have to plan it out in advance. But for me, it was, you know, I, you know I, like I said, I'd almost made a couple of films before in 3D. So I pretty much knew uh what I wanted to do. Uh one of the limiting factors of three D, however, uh, which most people don't know is that you pretty much have to shoot the whole movie uh with a wide angle lens. Um, because if you use longer lenses, um, it tends to flatten out the image. And if you flatten out the image, you don't have any three D. So that that was a little little limiting in in that respect. Um but other than that, no, the 3D really didn't slow us down much at all. Not, not our, our stereographer Dan Sims uh, has quite a bit of experience, so we actually moved pretty quick.
0: Uh, when you first heard that uh, you guys were do 3D, was there any like um, any scenes that just popped in your head that like you wanted to put in the movie for like a, uh, you know, with uh, some of the zombies?
6: there were but a lot of them didn't make it into the movie. <laughs> this was not a big movie and it had a fairly short schedule and um the movie was originally ten intended to be very gory. Uh heavy on the gore and the movie when you finally see it uh is not that heavy on the gore. Uh and part of that is you know a lot of the, the fans of the internet uh, have given me a lot of uh, crap for this but um the movie doesn't, it's not, it's not a real glory film. Uh, and like I said, part of that is because we simply didn't have time to shoot some of the gags. But I wasn't, I didn't want to do stuff that was real gratuitous. Uh, in other words, I didn't want to make a real gimmicky, gimmicky, over the top movie, even if I had the time. Like if you watch, you know, uh, an episode, the episode of, uh, of, uh, the Patricia Arquette show, or whatever it's called, What's it called? um, I can't think of the name on NBC. They, they had a 3D episode. About a year and a half ago, you know, where were like throwing knives right. at the camera and stuff. We, we, we decided from the get-go that we wanted this movie to be able to play in 2D. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie obviously has some 3D gags and some pretty good ones, I think, but they're not real gimmicky and there's not a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've also been criticized for not having, you know, enough, uh, 3D, uh, bits or gags, but, uh, you know, I, I think I would get criticized if I'd, if I'd have gone too far that way too, so. Right as, is, as as one of the uh, uh, people I talked to about, it, it's like damned if you do and damn it, damned if you don't.
0: Mm-hmm. I think like Jaws uh, three, like you know, like just poking in a, a big pole towards the camera for no particular reason. If you're not watching it in 3D,
6: uh, yeah, no, the, the majority of the stuff in our movie is um, motivated and mm-hmm. organic, uh, and and that's how I plan the shots out. Um, because you're you're right. A lot of films that were that were shot in three D they, they most films that, that play in three D their main life is in two D. Like if you go back and look at Jaws three D or if you look at Amityville three D, there's a lot of stuff in those films that you can just tell, you know, was was done specifically
5: mm-hmm.
6: uh for the three D and sometimes it, it makes the films man, it makes the films a little kind of um I don't know, they just makes them seem not, not to wear very well, age very well. Mm-hmm.
0: I know uh, John's like actually the creature from a Black
6: Lagoon or something.
0: Right, actually I didn't even know the creature mm-hmm. from Black Lagoon was filmed in 3D till uh,
6: recently. Oh yeah, no I saw it in 3D about mm-hmm. 15 years ago. It looks really good. Underwater scenes look really good in 3D. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of the best 3D films out there.
0: Uh, which you gonna call
7: it here? I believe it's Goosey. Um yeah, I just wanted to uh, get uh, Mr. Bradshaw's thoughts. What was it like working with Sid Haig?
6: Uh, Sid was great to work with. Um he didn't know this, uh, until actually, actually we had wrapped photography, but we actually wrote that role for him. So I had had him in mind from the very beginning. Uh, I had been aware of Sid's uh, career for years, you know, going back to the, the 70s. Mm-hmm. And um uh, he, you know, he had kind of, he hadn't kind of worked for a while before, um House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when I saw House of a Thousand Corpses, you know, when he comes on at the beginning of the movie, I I, I just thought he was really funny and good. And I, I said to myself, you know, where has this guy been? I want to work with that guy. So we actually wrote the role for him. Uh, Robert Balding, the screenwriter, who, by the way, is a big fan of your show, um, cool. uh, said, uh, do you think we can get him? And I said, well, you let me worry about that. And so we got him. And he was really good to work with, you know, his all his years of, of experience. Really, really helped us. And uh, he's got one scene in the film that I think you're really going to be blown away by. He's, he's just what he kind of... Our film kind of explains the origin of how the outbreak started, mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, and uh, so he's got a really big scene involved with that, and he's just really, really good at that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, did, you have a, did you have a question, uh, John, from the board?
6: Oh,
3: yeah. Uh, Ryan, he wants to know, what were you trying to accomplish with this movie besides from the
6: 3D experience? What we were trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. we were trying to make a good movie. <laughs> right.
0: That's always a good thing to have in mind, I think. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> the last film I can really think of that was in, like, 3-D was probably, like,
0: Freddy's
6: Dead. Uh has there been any, in like,
0: Freddy Vision, I
6: believe. Yeah, oh, Freddy Vision, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> but that only, it wasn't only the end of that film in 3-D? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. right, it was yeah. just, like, yeah. I went to see yeah. that at the theater. Yeah. And they give We're, a little. We'll, yeah, go on, sir, man.
3: I was just wondering if there was like any like new technical, uh, technological breakthroughs in the 3D world as uh, pertaining to this uh, film.
6: Well, our film does kind of have that in the regard. Uh, the film, when you see it in the theater, or if you see it on DVD, <clears throat> you'll see it in the old-fashioned red, blue, anaglyph process. Mm-hmm. And people have uh, like I've read on some of the websites or in the IMDb pages that they go, why didn't they release it in Real D, or why are, why, did, why isn't it an IMAX? Well, the reason for that is uh <clears throat> anaglyph, the old-fashioned a- old anaglyph, is the really only economically feasible way to release a small film. Uh, most of the films that you're seeing released in 3D right now are animated films, and they're being released in Real D. Now, Real D is a superior process, but it's also quite expensive, and so... For us, it was just not, you know, financially feasible. Now, so it it was filmed in essentially an older process that's been around since the '50s. But the one thing that our film does have that that uh, it, which is a, it's a first in 3D features, is that we used, we shot this film in high definition, and we used small light small uh, lightweight uh, high definition cameras, mm-hmm. and we had two custom rigs built. So that this film could have um steady cam and handheld, and so this is the first three d film to feature extensive handheld and steady cam photography, so you're going to see the camera really moving a lot more and getting closer to the actors uh than any three d film that has been made now i'm sure when jim cameron's um I guess he's, is he switched back to Avatar? Which one are you making? The one that's coming out in 2009, like his, Jim Cameron's got like a $300 million film, uh, that he's working on, uh, that'll be supposed to come out in 2009. I'm sure that'll be the state of the art, uh, 3D film. But until that comes out, ours is pretty much, um, it's got some state of the art uh, features, as I said, with the, with the handheld and the Steady Cam.
0: Uh, did you have anything else uh, Goosey?
6: Uh, nope.
0: Alright, thanks for calling in, man.
6: Thanks for calling in, dude.
0: <laughs> <No problem. laughs> if else, what's to call them, the number is uh, 508-644-8503 uh, what, what do you think makes uh, zombies such an enduring uh, movie monster people just
6: uh, they, they I don't know man it's just like people just like zombie movies uh, the zombie genre is not my specific favorite type of horror film I certainly mm-hmm. like them but they're not they're not my favorite kind of film, but it's funny because when we were when we were starting to work on this film, everybody just wanted to be a zombie. Everybody wanted to be a zombie extra, <laughs> um, and you know it's like, oh yeah. I mean, even our casting director <laughs> has, has got a has got a featured role. in The film wanted to be a zombie. People, I don't know. They, it, it, it's just you know R- Romero basically created the genre you know in '68 mm-hmm. because before that you know zombies were, were basically thought of as like you know from uh, from, you know, voodoo. Uh, and then he kind of gave it a reason. And, uh, although, you know, in that film, uh, they never actually referred to as zombies. Did you know that? Mm. That's
5: true though. They're
6: referred to as flesh eaters, Mm -hmm. which which was the original title of the film, night of the flesh eaters. Uh So, uh, people just, uh, I'm not really, you know, even though I made this film, uh, I'm not really a zombie expert. Uh, I tried to do the best job I could with the film. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, um, I never, you know, people, a lot of people ask me questions similar to this. I never, well, the last thing in the world uh, I've got, a have got, a have made previous horror films, and I've got a number of horror films that I wanted to make. But the last thing in the world I thought I would be doing was was remaking uh, Night of the Living Dead mm-hmm. uh, because I liked the first film and I thought Sabini did a good job with the 1990 version. So when when the 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 gig was offered to me, uh, we just went into it uh, with the, you know. With our approach being, we're just going to try to make the best movie can, movie movie we can
0: mm-hmm. uh,
6: with the resources we have available.
0: Uh, did you try to stick to some of like the um, the rules of zombies in movies?
6: Um, yes, we did. Yeah. Yes. Do they write? I. They do not.
0: Okay. Excellent. <laughs> yeah.
6: I. The, the rules in this film are basically the rules of the Romero zombie. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I wanted to do, which I wanted to, I wanted to try to achieve in the makeup, which uh, I think we ended up getting a little bit more of a broader look than I originally set out to get. But one of the things I wanted to do was have the zombies look more like the way dead people really look, mm-hmm. the way corpses really look, and I wanted them to move. We had a, a zombie movement coordinator, and I my instructions were to him when he was working with the extras, was I wanted the zombies to move the way they would be uh when, if, if somebody was hit uh, by a car, you know, and sustain massive, you know, bodily damage, say a broken leg or whatever. Or if somebody died of a heart attack, they would move in a different way. And so that was, I wanted them to move as realistically as possible. So no, they don't run, Um they don't, uh, they don't talk and crave for brains, uh, which is, uh, I'm, by, the, by the way, I know Dan O'Bannon and, and, uh, actually on the set quite a bit when he was shooting Return of the Dead in 85. Uh-huh. But that was, that was sort of, he made up some of his own rules for that. Now, we do have a little bit of a twist. I said they don't talk and crave for brains, but we do have a little bit of a twist, uh, in that area, which I'm not gonna tell you, you're gonna have to wait for the, for the DVD. Uh, but no, they, they, uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of, of uh, I like the, the 2004 version of Dawn of the Dead, but I didn't like the whole running thing. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah,
5: yeah.
6: Uh, that that a zombie is going to be able to run, uh, and also in, in 28 days later, which is a film mm-hmm. I liked, but you know they're, they're more like rabid people. I think in those two cases, you had two guys who made quote unquote zombie movies who didn't really want to be making a zombie movie, right. uh, and also uh even though i 'm a fan of George Romero, I thought his central premise for Land of the dead uh was inherently flawed because um the whole thing about zombies is is that if you 're a zombie you 're a reanimated corpse and you are decomposing right so how can a whole city you know in in land of the dead uh there's this whole that has and the have nots i mean i I get the his mm-hmm. his uh, the sociological right. uh, underpinnings there. But basically, he's created a whole uh, second-class subclass of citizens who are zombies, and they just mill around indefinitely. But wouldn't they sort of be decomposing and falling apart? And where are the new zombies coming from? You see what I'm saying? Right. I I, I like parts of the film, but I just thought his central premise was flawed. But on the other hand, they probably said, "Well, it's a George Romero movie, you know people people will go with it." But I just found that that central premise to be flawed.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: And if you I'll, think about it? I think you got to agree with me.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> it's not some my favorite one of the uh of uh I guess not the trilogy uh, of the four films.
6: No, I like I like Dawn of the Dead.
0: Yeah, Dawn of the Dead to me is uh the best zombie movie I've ever seen. The original one.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm out for that one. Too.
6: Yeah, is, uh, is there? But you've seen the Italian film Zombie, right? Where the guy fights the shark underwater. Oh,
2: that, that's a good movie too. I enjoy that. Zombie <laughs>
6: two. That, that film was that film was just nuts.
0: <laughs> that's actually, I believe, isn't that a sequel to uh, Dawn of the Dead?
6: Yeah, I believe overseas it was known as that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No,
6: that's a different film. They, the zombie two. No, that you. If you if you look at it, it's a completely different film. Now, when they when they did release Dawn of the Dead initially overseas, I believe they did call it like Zombie two, but it's not. Uh, You know, it's not in any way a sequel. Hmm. But because I I bought it when I, because I did a bunch of research. I mean, I I was fairly familiar with zombie films before we started this project. But I read it and looked at everything that was out there to just to make sure that we weren't repeating things and try to do some new stuff. And so I, 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 I bought the DVD of Zombie. And uh, no, it's not, it's not a sequel.
0: Okay. Uh, What do you think makes zombie scary?
6: Uh, Basically, the the whole idea of of the reanimated dead coming back and that that person could be your mother. And we sort of have that in our film. And it's a pretty creepy concept, if you think about it, that one of your loved ones could could come back or your girlfriend or your wife could come back and you're going to have to kill them or risk becoming one of them or dying. So, yeah, it's just the whole idea of... Of people, you know, people are, 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 obviously the majority of people are afraid of death. And, and rightly so. But, um, there's the idea of them coming back. I mean, if you treat it realistically, I mean, if it's like, it's like a zombie comedy or something, a zombie, uh, zombie. I don't. I' don't a whole think new that, genre of films Well, no there's a, there's a few of those out there there's a lot of super super low budget movies if you go to your you go to your d v d store and check it out there's just right. trash. of of really bad super low budget zombie movies but people i think people just you know the whole idea of reanimated corpses it's the you know in a way it's it's supernatural because we know they don't really exist, although we do know that vampires and werewolves exist but but zombies don't
3: oh okay
0: um.
6: Do you have Sorry. another
0: question from the uh, from the Board Inch?
3: Drawn? Oh, oh so he actually has a question. He wants to know, uh, what problems do you find with a 3D movie that you wouldn't find with a normal movie?
6: Um, You mean during yeah. production? Yeah, during production. Not really. Uh, like I said, it didn't really slow us down. I mean, if you're prepared and you know what you're doing and you've done some testing ahead of time and you have a um, an experience... Uh, Stereographer, uh, we didn't really encounter any big problems, but you know, not to pat myself in the back, but like I said, I, I kind of knew what I was getting into, uh, but not everybody does. Our stereographer, that's the guy who, you know, you have your director of photography, but the stereographer is actually the guy who's a, 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 a new separate position on the set when you're doing a 3D film. And he's the one who's actually in charge of aligning the cameras and making sure that you're going to have good 3D. Uh, he did a film, I won't mention the name, but he did a film, uh, actually a bigger budget film than ours right after uh, ours, and they weren't very well prepared, and it was just a chaotic disaster. Mm-hmm. So it just all depends on if you know what you're doing. Also, our director of photography, Andy Park, was really uh, instrumental in in getting the handheld system uh, developed because we built that from scratch, and he did a really good job. He was hand-holding. I can send you some stills. He was hand-holding. Our rig, you know, the thing weighed, we, we got it down to about 35 pounds, but, but it was, it was pretty unwieldy to hold. But it, it, so the film's got a lot of really nice, uh, handheld 3D photography. And it's not, it's not shaky. It's not real jittery, mm-hmm. but it really, he gets close and really gets you right into the action in a way that I don't think you have been in other 3D films.
0: Uh, you mentioned earlier about, uh, Romero putting like uh, social satire, social message mm-hmm. in, uh, the different zombie movies. Did, mm-hmm. Is there anything, uh, anything like that in, um, in your film?
6: Is it- there is, but we did not uh we did not go, and we've been criticized for this, but you know let let people make their own movie and see what they do uh we've been criticized for this but our film has some we do make some- sh- social comments that as i've said before um not in this conversation but in some other interviews i've done that um the film had already been remade once and and mm-hmm. the screenwriter and, I, screenwriter and I both liked. Uh, the, the original 68 version quite a bit. So we, we decided, let's do something a little bit different. Uh, I mean, it, obviously it has the same basic plot lines, and it, it will go along pretty much like the original film. Uh, and then it will kind of go off in a different direction. And then it kind of introduces some new material, and then it kind of comes back, and then it kind of goes away from the familiar. Um, so uh, we do have some social commentary, but that was not not like uh the The first two versions of the film uh, uh, and you know the thing you get into this because the people have been fairly critical of this film, but what we have found out is that most of the people who are being really critical of the film have not seen the film.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: They just don't like the idea of it, right so yeah. I say, guys, chill out
5: you know <laughs> if you didn't
6: get a chance to see it at the theater, uh you know, wait for the d v d because I'm just starting to work on the d v d extras right now. And it's gonna be pretty cool. Lionsgate is putting it out for mm-hmm. Halloween. Oh, that's perfect. it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool, guys. Yeah. That's... So, so just chill, chill on the IMDb <laughs> comments, <laughs> and wait for the movie to come out. Then, if you don't like the movie after you've seen it, after you've actually seen it, that's cool. You know, I if you don't like if you don't like my movie once you've seen it, I can take that. But right. if, if, when you're when you're just criticizing the crap out of a movie. And you haven't even seen it. It's like, "Come on, guys, get a life. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you think the internet as a whole is uh like um is too critical, too negative
6: uh well, yeah, I mean, and I'm not the only one to say this. I mean, have you read some mm-hmm. of the things that Nick Garris has said about the internet, but you know i mean uh pr- pretty- much i mean you know it's a lot of these people who have horror websites, and I you know and i and i have I have good relationships with a number four websites uh some are some of them are a little bit more fair than others but Um, they just, you know, they're, they're just, they just need material every day. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, uh, um, I don't know how qualified some of them are, you know, not, not that any, you know, you can't have a, uh, you can't have a horror website if you want to have one, but, but some of the reviews on this film were just, were just, were just Mm dishes and I don't really think they were reviewing the film. I think they were reviewing the idea of the film.
2: Because right, I'm
6: telling you guys, play. I'm telling you three guys right now. When you see the film, you're going to like it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'll I, I can't like wait to see it. Yeah,
6: yeah.
0: I know. Uh, Sid Haig was pretty. Um, uh, he went <laughs> off on the IMD crowd. Yeah. IMDB yeah. crowd When we had him, yeah, kid likes the film. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, he was pretty big on the movie, but uh, yeah. he wasn't big on the IMDb uh, message board crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well,
2: they no, didn't care for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to, to put it to put it. Uh, uh, subtly, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yep. What are you saying, John?
2: Oh,
3: it was actually I, when I asked him about the false reports about him playing uh, Sam Loomis in the Halloween
0: remake.
6: So. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Classics. Yeah.
0: There's kind of a little ironic uh, story to this, though, because I actually wrote up a, um, a like a uh, a transcript of the, of the interview, and I posted it on IMDb, and I didn't even notice it at the time, but later on, I went back and looked, and right now, if you go to, like, uh, Sid Haig's IMDb page, Mm-hmm. And um there's my um like uh the transcript of the of the interview and it's him like lambasting IMDB and it's on IMDB. Right. Right. I just think it's kind of a it's kind of funny to me.
6: Yeah. Yeah. He's got some really big fans, you know. <laughs> um but there's always people up there who are negative.
0: Right. Uh I also heard that you've got a uh, feature length documentary coming about the history of American horror movies. Oh, I believe we. Uh, I think we lost him
3: here, so uh probably should get a break here. No, we'll be back then.
0: All right, we're back again. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. We've got a zombie operating the uh, the phone lines.
6: <laughs> yeah, they're they're not very quick. I mean, they can take directions, but it's not fast.
0: <laughs> we got to get some of those running zombies. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. yeah. Just, just the hold them just keep the them away from your throat. <laughs> yep. uh,
0: Just want to. Get some um, about your new feature-length documentary about the history of uh, American film, horror film. Where did you hear about that? Um, Actually, I
6: believe your assistant told me. Did he? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, he's fired. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Yes, uh, I'm actually doing a a new documentary uh, about the history of the American horror film. But I, it's so early on, I can't really, I can't tell you the name of it, or I can't mm-hmm. tell you, we've already done several interviews, but I can't tell you who's in it or anything yet, it's just too early. Okay. But it's, but it's gonna be really cool, and, uh, once we get a bit further along, we're gonna, we're gonna announce it, and, uh, you're gonna really like it. Mhm. Um, we'll be we'll back for that one. But I can't really talk, it's just very early on, we just, we just started it, and, um uh, I just can't really say too much about it. Executive producers tend to like to kind of control, uh, the press on projects. Mm-hmm. And you can say so there's certain certain uh, guidelines you kind of gotta, no gotta play with.
5: But, but I'll, I'll definitely let you know
6: about it as soon as, as, soon as we uh, we announce it. Right. But, it it's, but it's going to be very cool. We've already interviewed some very cool people.
0: Okay. And
6: um it's going to be, um it's going to be good, I think. It's going to be really good.
0: Yeah. I'm sure if we have you back for that, we'll have the phone lines all. They'll, they'll be perfect. <laughs>
6: uh Yeah, or, or you can just uh, send me one of your company cell phones.
0: Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, let everybody know, too, about, uh I believe it's out on DVD, is The Strawn House.
6: Yes, The Strawn House uh, is out, uh, was released by The Asylum mm-hmm. uh, last year. It's still in the new section at Blockbuster. Ooh. And that stars Andrew Devoff, Karen Black, any stuff. And John Casser, The Crypt Keeper.
5: The voice of The Crypt
6: Keeper. Awesome. And so Dev Office was really great to work with. I'd love to work with him again. It was a pretty, it's a very small film, but um, we, had, we had a good time making it. Um, and um, although I will say this, since it's been out of DVD for a while, it does say uh, unrated director's cut on the DVD box, and it's not even my cut of the film. I just wanted to kind of get that off my chest there a little bit
5: right, because
6: yeah. the uh, the uh, producer uh, slash star of the film, um, as soon as I turned my cut in, he immediately recut the film behind my back. Am I airing Dirty Laundry here? You guys want to hear this stuff? <laughs> oh, now? we'll um, um, hear um, it. <laughs> so it's not my cut of the film. Uh I like parts of the film, parts of the film I don't like. Uh I mean, like I like everything I shot pretty much, but I don't like the way that it was re-edited. Mm-hmm. And, um, also just another little disclaimer, uh, the Asylum does good box art. You guys are familiar with the Asylum, right? Mm -hmm.
5: You
6: know, snakes on a train, Mm -hmm. uh, all their, their, their mockbusters, you know, their their films are getting better. Um, you know, the film has been out for a while, so I'm not, I'm not really giving too much away here. Um, the, uh, all the stuff that's on the DVD box
0: Mm
6: -hmm. is not in the film. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. always that's always
6: good uh, and and as soon as that i thought a whole new
0: meaning know, to it uh, don't you Well, well i mean they do like it all the time
6: matter. you know basically the way dvd works is you go and you know how it works so you go to the dvd store dvd store and you look at the box and you go oh that looks interesting um who's in it and you go okay let's write this so you know and that's where people actually talk in video stores and uh so you know they did a clever thing they Put on this this sort of hostile like box cover, but as soon as I saw it, you know, because after that point I was really promoting the film a lot, and uh, on the internet. And as soon as I saw the box art, I said, "Okay, can't promote this film because they're all gonna friggin' blame it on me."
5: Right. And
6: and and if you go on the internet, uh, some people have, you know, it's like it's like the director, you know, like controls the marketing of the <laughs> film. You know, I had n- I had nothing to do with the artwork on that film. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, but, it's, but it's a fun little film, and fa- it's fairly insane at, at a certain point. Uh, it has kind of an unusual monster who is revealed at the end that has um, uh, fairly complex, for, for a small film, it has fairly complex visual effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, it involves digital head replacement.
5: <laughs>
6: yeah. uh, the monster is, let's just say, I don't want to give too much away, but the monster, it was kind of my homage to a certain genre of, of, uh, early 70s films that included The Incredible Two-Headed Transplant and The Thing with Two Ks. <laughs> nice.
0: Oh, that's right. one of the films. But favorites.
6: you've never seen it like this.
0: Uh huh.
6: So I used, uh, you know, 2007 technology or 2005 technology to do digital head replacement. <laughs> and so the film becomes really, the last five minutes of the film are really, they're a lot of fun, and that's what people have tended to respond to the most. Um, uh They're they're really pretty nuts. Basically, the guy, the producer star, rewrote my script. And, you know, I can talk about this stuff now. I mean, do you guys like to hear this kind of dirt? Oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, <for laughs> it, <for you. laughs>
6: the guy rewrote my script. And um, it, it was a very bizarre script that, that Robert Baldick and I had written quite a long time ago. And it was so bizarre that I never thought it would get made. So I, I, so I was introduced to this guy in 2003, and... He was, he had financing to make a small horror film. So, you know, he had to kind of remake it and rewrite it and make it his own. And so I'm like kind of went along with it because I was just happy to get parts of, you know, there were certain certain parts of the script that I just would not let him change. Mm -hmm.
5: Mm -hmm.
6: But it became kind of melodramatic at a certain point. So all the melodramatic stuff is him and the weird sort of uh, edgy weird stuff is me. so it's got kind of this unusual tone, but it's, it's funny in places. It's darkly funny in places. John Kasir is very good at it. Uh, Denise Duff is very good at Do you know Denise from the mm. subspecies movies?
3: Oh yeah, oh, I know you mean, no, yep. Yeah,
6: she was great to work with. John Kasir was great to work with. Uh, Deboff was great to work with. Um, uh, it was, you know, it was, like I said, it was a low budget movie with a short shooting schedule, but, but very ambitious. It's got 81 CG shots. Uh, some of them pretty complex. Um and it's got a very good score. Uh the guy Jason Brand who scored that film, has scored uh also scored Night of Living Dead three D. Andy Park also shot that film and shot this film, so mm-hmm. um uh and, and Robert Balding also edited uh my cut of the film. Uh cool. that it was recut. Um but it's got a good cast, it's a very good cast for for uh, for a small film. Mm-hmm. Devoff is just really good. Are you guys fans of Devoff's work? Oh, definitely. Oh, he's just, he's really, really good and really intense. He's hes just in a new movie, uh, The Lionscape just put out called, um, Chicago Massacre, uh, Richard Speck. Mm-hmm. That just came okay. out of the DVD. It's, it's a small directed, uh, DVD title with, uh, I Tony Todd's in it and Corinne oh, Lemming. Okay. Uh, I'm giving a plug to, uh, Barnhold's Entertainment there. I hope <laughs> you appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so he's good in that. Tony Todd is good in it.
2: Also, Karen just Karen Black, too, so that's Karen awesome.
6: Black, um, Karen Black, uh, do you want me to talk about Karen Black?
2: Sure.
6: Karen, uh, Karen and I are
2: not exactly getting along too well right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, you're not the president of the Karen Black fan club anymore. Uh,
6: well, we didn't have any problems during production, but, uh, during post, we kind of had a little falling out. I don't want to go into detail, <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, I don't. Think that I'll be working with Karen Black anytime yeah. soon.
0: this <laughs> <laughs> let everybody know, to the Stronghouse. You can also get it on uh, Netflix.
6: Yes, you can get it on Netflix. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it. Um, uh, you know, you can rent it on Hollywood Video. You can mm-hmm. rent it. Uh, it's it's
4: a fun like little it. movie.
6: Also, check out the special features. Though we, I did, I produced the special features on that also,
4: mm-hmm.
6: and it shows uh, uh, we did fairly. The special features on it are quite a bit more elaborate than the average asylum uh, production. That we showed how the Digital head replacement was done was done with split screens and stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's also got some fairly amusing outtakes. Uh, I don't know why I'm plugging the movie so hard. It's not like I get any extra money. (laughs) But I'm I'm proud of you know I'm proud of what we were able to pull off with very little money. Mm -hmm. But it's 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 not my cut. Right. So that's that's very frustrating. That that was a very kind of. kind of a not particularly enjoyable experience at certain points. I mean, during the post-production process, I got mm-hmm. fired and hired back. Then I got fired and I got hired back again.
0: I'll just say quick, if we knew about the digital uh, head replacement, maybe when uh, Troy drew up your uh, caricature, he would have added that into Oh, definitely. It. I
2: would have.
6: Uh no well we don't those. we don't let's concentrate on by the way the, is that character supposed to be me? Yes. <laughs> yes. Where where did you where did you get the idea for what I look like? Uh we just um, I Googled you uh, up,
2: I believe. Well okay. You might want to work a little bit on my hairline. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I always try to be kind to people, you know, like I shave some pounds off a few guests and things, you know. Right, but do I have, do I have uh, a John Carpenter thing like appendages coming out of my right hand? <laughs> well, no, you're, you're, you're just kind of like flinging out like, uh,
5: to to the well, let me yeah. send
2: you some more pictures because I thought Jeremy Caston's was a bit more flattering. Nice. But there again, you've always shown preference to Jeremy Castens. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh man! Oh, it, oh, it's bag on, it's bag on Troy Day. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, it's fine. I,
6: I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was supposed to be me or not, but yep, yep. Um, maybe that's how I really look. I don't know. Maybe but, I we'll to send debate. you some
0: better pictures, and uh, okay. I'll make him
6: draw you a better. One. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I look I'll look like I'll, Brad Pitt. I'll, I'll do. No, that. no, no. I'm not saying I look like Brad Pitt. I'll show. I'll show you. I'll send you a cool picture of um, of Sid Haig and myself uh, on the last ape of shooting after Sid had already after Sid had been disemboweled. Excellent, excellent. <laughs>
0: excellent. I think this is the first time someone's publicly
6: uh, belittled uh, Troy for time. No, no, not belittling. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, thought, yeah. just, just <laughs> making out. No, 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 no. Just making very constructive criticism <laughs> right, to, right. To, his, I wonder, uh, to to his to, to the fine art that I did see. The fine character <laughs> art that I saw. <laughs> All right. By the way, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Jeremy Casten's film uh, *Wizard of Gore*. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. A friend of mine saw it. Um, I forget where he saw it. He saw an early screening of it. He said it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I really uh, I like the trailer. I mean, I haven't seen the mm. actual film yet.
6: he has got a good cast. I've I've, I've almost seen oh, yeah. Jeffrey Combs a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And um And uh, you'll have to excuse me, my yeah. uh, if my phone is ringing. I'm just going to have to let it ring. All right, um, we can uh, wrap this up here quick if you want. Uh, anyway. Uh, Jeffrey Combs is in there. That film's got a good cast. Jeffrey Combs, Brad Dorff, uh, uh, Chris Glover, who's mm-hmm. a very good actor, but probably a tiny bit out there, but. <laughs> <laughs> Be you, uh, But anyway, but I think he had a pretty good budget on that one. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I haven't seen, cool. I haven't seen, uh, The Thursday, but I did see All Souls Day. I thought he did a pretty good job for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I enjoyed that one.
0: Yeah, it was a fun uh, movie on, uh,
2: was it Sci-Fi?
0: Mm-hmm. Or was it USA?
2: No, it was Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
6: Anyway, uh, yeah, The Stronghouse is out there. It's, it's a fun little movie. Uh, if you're a fan of weird performances, definitely check it out. Uh, but it's also got some cool nudity and some... I uh, It's also got some fairly <laughs> over-the-top uh, special makeup effects.
0: Right. Well, that and, appeals to uh, all of our fans.
6: And Andrew DeVoff showed a lot of patience at making that film. <laughs> um, so, it, that uh, you know, everything's a little stepping stone. Um... So anyway, uh, Night of the Living Dead, though, is, is quite a bit bigger film than that one.
0: Yeah, Night of the Living Dead 3D. Everybody check out NOTLD3D.com. And, uh, we'll have the, um, we'll have the link up on the website tonight. Anything, uh, you want to tell the fans out there? Before let you go?
6: Just that the film is still playing, uh, in a few, uh, midnight shows around the country. The, the distributor re-released the film in February. It's been playing in Cincinnati for like 14 weeks. Uh, so it's playing in a handful of, uh, midnight shows around the country and uh, like i said we're working on the dvd extras right right now just started to work on them and they're going to be very cool there's a it's going to be there's going to be a lot of dvd extras like three featurettes and uh also going to be there's going to be a special behind the scenes look at um filming in 3d mm-hmm. and uh so lionsgate's going to put that out for halloween i don't have the exact date but it'll it'll be uh, in October.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And, uh, the, the DVD, um will, def, will, will be, uh, in 3D and one side will be 3D the other side will be 2D. Okay. Cool. And, uh, so I think you're gonna dig it and it's got we'll good come 3D. you it
0: some glasses? Uh,
6: oh yeah. Oh sure. Of, of course. Glasses will be there. And you'll dig it. Uh, if you haven't seen 3D, um, this is, the movie, uh, has good 3D and it's not, uh, it's not real gimmicky. Mm
0: hmm. We uh, really appreciate you coming on tonight. Sorry appreciate for any it. technical problems.
6: We'll work through those technical problems.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> could just edit out on the show. No one will even know. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> can I keep you here for one second?
4: This is Jeremy Caston, and you're listening to WithoutYourHead.com, and you are sick.
0: All right, we are back. Welcome mm-hmm. back to Without Your Head. I want to thank uh, Jeff Broadstreet for being on. Mm-hmm.
3: Definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to the film. I think uh, it's been a long time since the 3D elements been u- utilized in like a uh, in an entire like horror film all the way through.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing um, to seeing uh, Sid Hay with the shovel. Here he, oh, yeah. some pe- he kills some people with a shovel.
2: Excellent.
0: Yeah. He said
2: rugged beard in 3D, man. That's, <laughs> the time has come. <laughs> definitely, definitely.
0: All uh, right, we're, we're
3: already joined with a caller here, I believe. And, yeah,
0: let's um, let everybody know. If anybody else wants to call in here at the end of the show, you can call in 508-644-8503. Mm-hmm.
7: We're joined here again by... Well, are joined by the Night Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I took... I- my stupid ass shouldn't have taken or uh, should have listened to John and not went and seen Hostel too. Because <laughs> I want my fucking money back.
0: <laughs> you were not a fan of the Hostel too. Were you a fan of Hostel? Was, the
7: original. Was, the original one was okay, but that movie was horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was not a fan of it. I mean, for one, like, um, they, they use a lot of, like, uh, spooky music to try to, or, like, intense music to try to, like, uh mm-hmm. build the scenes. So it comes out pretty hokey. I haven't
7: seen it didn't help that the popcorn was stale and the wa- and the pop taste like water. Oh no. man! Well, it never
0: helps because yeah. you paying about twenty dollars. You can't blame popcorn. Eli for that one. No, we can't blame <laughs> Eli. <laughs> and then you can blame him for a lot. I don't want to. We don't want to spoil the movie here, but but the, the final scene is just like <laughs> totally ridiculous. Really? <laughs> oh, <it>
7: was
3: <laughs> no! It's the most
0: shocking ending to a horror movie ever. Okay.
7: <laughs> Halfway through the ending scene, I got up and left because I could not take it anymore.
0: Because <laughs> I, I, I'll admit, uh, Original Hostel is not my favorite movie. Yeah, um, I do. Th- I don't think it's a completely terrible movie. I, I think it's a, v- a very flawed. I think it actually could be could have been a really good movie. Uh, and I think there are some like pretty cool scenes it and everything. It's um, but anyway, this one I just thought was was a terrible movie.
7: Oh my god! If you if you to if Troy, don't go see it.
3: No, Listen to us.
7: Mentioned. Do not.
3: I, I I do enjoy like some of the aspects about it. It's kind of like some of the things that I look at whenever I watch like a like a film or something like that. It's kind of mm-hmm. like I kind of try to find stuff that I enjoy about it. And I, I mm-hmm. liked some of the uh, like visual aspects about it. I liked how like you know the guys would always go to their tools of uh, destruction, and you know I thought that was you know kind of a scary-looking scene, and I think the Executioner outfits, they look kind of... They're pretty mm-hmm. neat-looking, but I don't know,
0: It just, uh... Well, what, just about the, like... um, what about the, um... What about the female killer? The female killer? You just found killer, that just, like, yeah, so ridiculous, that's that scene?
7: That. Yeah, that was a little... That was a little munch. <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs>
7: oh, my God. But, hey, I read today that they're, uh, re- they're gonna re- be remaking... Uh, Craven's inv- invitation to hell. What is that? From West 1984, Wes Craven. Oh man, are you familiar with this movie? Let's see. That's the. Uh, um, I just I watched, watched it, it, it last week. Awesome movie. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I don't know that one.
3: Hmm. Um. Let's see. No, it wasn't like what was that evil friend movie? <laughs> <laughs> the one that, uh... Deadly Friend? Deadly Friend, that's it. Deadly Friend, oh. Not that one, that. is it? Uh, no. no, no.
7: I don't know. <laughs> but uh, did, I uh, Broad Street say they came up with a movie called Snakes on the Train? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I
0: think that's a whole, that's a whole new, uh... They got snakes on the train, they got zombies on a plane. <laughs> Just, uh... Go crazy with out, those, you know? <laughs>
3: The porno adaptation, snakes in my underwear.
0: <laughs> what?
7: <laughs> the trouser snakes. <laughs> the
0: trouser snakes.
7: <laughs> oh god! I just wish Sam Jackson would be in that movie. And we got we got snakes on the train, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> oh boy! I was well, Jane Gal on a on a plane. Okay, no, that, oh, would, that would be a good one. Yeah, Dude, he was wasn't good. even
3: in the sequel. He's going to charge a lot for
0: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> the think have a Jan-Gal cardboard cutout of, yeah. on, a, yep. on
2: a plane. <laughs> and it won't really be a plane either, but that's... All right, right. That
0: that's that's well, I want to thank you for calling in. Uh, we got a few more callers, so we let you go there, uh, Knight Rider. All right. Uh, thanks for calling in, man. Calling anytime. any yep. yep. Have a good one. Ha-ha. Good night, everybody. Right. Yeah. I hope you get some better uh, soda. All right, we're also now joined by the Big Reddish. Yes, yes. Fish making the scene, man. <laughs> How's it going, my man?
8: Pretty
0: good. Uh, what's what's on your mind this uh, this evening? I know school's out, so you got more time to be watching the horror movies, staying up mm-hmm. late, getting scared, I, I actually, telling the ghost stories. Actually,
8: I've been awake for two days, and... Um, this morning I watched about three horror movies. Oh, man. Uh, they're just like three that were lying around.
0: Oh, right uh, In your house, or? <laughs> you no, didn't, like, steal these. Yeah, there's You didn't do, like, the that, five-finger is, discount yeah. on it.
3: Saji <laughs> Coconuts. Uh, let's see. I, w- I wanted to hear some of these titles that he had the pleasure of viewing today.
8: <laughs> well, they're just, like, uh, titles that have been discussed, I think. Um House of a Thousand Corpses,
5: is the remake
8: of Dawn of the Dead and um, um, Jangel. You gotta give me a break, it was like five in the morning.
2: Um, yeah, I
0: know it's a long time to remember back earlier today.
8: (laughs) Hang on, let me
0: look. You can't even remember the third one. This was very
3: endearing to you, isn't it? Right, right. (laughs)
0: Uh, like the Saw the, Two. Saw two. Yeah. Which, uh, they've, they've got Saw Fours coming out in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people were talking about like what body parts were gonna they were gonna use for like the uh for like the the uh, Roman numerals. You know, they always put the I think it was fingers for number three, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I think it was like teeth maybe.
0: Teeth, right. I yeah. think fingers was number two, I believe. Anyway, in <laughs> four it's nothing. It's just uh, it's just written out saw four and blood. <laughs>
8: Oh. And blood. Blood doesn't, like, do it for you.
0: That's all right. This I don't know, it's looking like some kneecaps.
8: Yeah, uh, this kind
2: of.
0: Toes.
8: <laughs> Definitely
0: a... Earlobes. Kind of, I... That's kind of a, uh... All right, go on, what's my...
8: I had the, um, commentary on because I couldn't work the remote.
0: No. <laughs> I've often wondered, is there anybody out there who actually listens to the commentary track without watching the movie originally? Oh.
2: Dish. Dish is the one. He's the one,
0: right. one that does that. Well, you know, what happens when you have ADD. <laughs> He's
3: angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're being very unkind to Dish Oh, no, no, no.
0: Dish I'm is just a good one. i just get him out. You need to <laughs> oh, I'm a sorry. Dish. Now I do want to ask you something. Yes. Yeah, you're a young man, oh, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not the question I want to ask you, but I'm <laughs> yeah. going somewhere with this. Now you're a young man. You're you're a whole new generation from us. You, you watch faster TV. You watch the YouTube and uh, and all these things that go fast. And video games. Your video games. I used to play Pog, Pong or something like these old time video games.
3: Pong would get now, pretty fast, dude.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. that's very true, actually. <laughs> and, and now, now the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Now the zombies are faster. They're not the old school zombies uh, that, that are plodding around. That I did I you I, find those uh, better?
2: You know,
8: no, did I didn't actually like. I didn't like seeing them run like that.
2: Actually,
8: mm-hmm. I thought that kinda... is
2: old school. He's he's a young man, but he's old school. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yes, I did not enjoy seeing him run.
2: Did you enjoy the movie, though, itself?
8: Um, yeah, I like the movie. It starts off really, really fast. The plot
0: mm-hmm. makes... So you, you like the, the faster plot, but not necessarily the, the faster zombies.
8: <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm just saying it starts off really fast.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you're supposed to prove my point that you're younger and you like a faster,
2: low-paced film. But...
8: I don't need to prove your point, do I? <laughs> You gotta, slow
2: down. you gotta slow down and live life, Dick. Enjoy life. Don't don't let it pass by, man. Slow those zombies down, my son.
3: <laughs> Dish, let me tell you. <laughs> You're just out of school, it's summertime. I wanna know what's your favorite school based horror movie.
1: Ooh. Uh. Hmm. School-based uh, horror movies. Are there
0: any?
8: Yes. I
1: guess there are. Yeah,
0: quite a <laughs> few probably. Yeah.
8: Uh, My teacher, I the vampire.
3: Think like. Uh, think like. Jamie uh, like, uh, uh, Lee Curtis. Uh, come on.
0: <laughs> I was uh, a substitute substitute werewolf. <laughs> uh, prom.
8: Oh yeah, prom. Uh, prom queen. Oh my God! Oh God! <laughs> 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 making his
0: own <laughs> I'm trying to help you out here. <laughs> now don't be you. Don't be mean to the young man,
3: John. You know I'm not prom really night. that big of a fan of prom night. I don't even know why I brought it up. I was trying well, to think know, of like some just... like like '80s exploitation like horror movies where it involves well, school, kind of like. Right.
4: Well, well how about the faculty? Going
3: on the faculty? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, that was a About good Carey. film, Carrie. No. Yeah, there's another one.
3: That had no, that dude that know. played Buddy Rupperton in it, or
0: whatever. Yeah. Well, we we got another call here too. Uh, Ryan, maybe he can join in uh, on this uh, conversation.
3: Okay. Oh,
4: yeah. you, can, favorite, you can see uh, it. My favorite school horror movie would be Class of 1999,
0: too. Oh man, Not number oh. two.
4: Yeah, where the uh, lone surviving cyborg goes through an entire men's military institution. Yeah, that was a classic.
0: Oh man, now, just like Bride of Frankenstein is, is one of the uh, one of the few movies that, in my opinion, surpasses the original. And then you got another classic or You got a uh, Class of '99 too.
4: What about Class of Newcomb High?
3: There you go.
4: Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> when the kid like takes the alka seltzers and he falls yeah. down.
2: <laughs> yeah. That rules. That that. <laughs> Excellent.
3: Or, uh, is there like a, I saw this one, and it's been forever, I can't remember the name of it. It's like, it's like Slaughter High or something like that. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it have like a skeleton on the front with like an apple? And it has like... I think so.
2: Doesn't is Isn't um, (laughs) Malcolm McDowell, I think, is in that one? Is he? I think he is.
0: Man. You know you now you can't you can't judge a movie by Malcolm McDowell's in it because it could either be like an all time classic movie or it could just be an you know, awful. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Malcolm played a good uh, killer barber in a movie too. I can't remember the name. Hmm.
0: Has has there ever been a bad killer
2: barber? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Dish? Bad what are you killer saying? You
8: said it could either be a classic or a. Very terrible movie.
0: Couldn't you say that about any movie? No, no, no. no I'm saying that no. Malcolm McDowell, you know, if you uh, say Jack Nicholson's in a movie, odds are it's like he can send me a good movie. And Malcolm McDowell is a great actor, but that doesn't necessarily mean he, the movie he, he's mm-hmm. in is going to be good because a man does not have the, the best taste in scripts. Let's so face it, I mean, no, he'll, like make a, he'll make a great Jackson. movie and then he'll make, you know, something that's just... All right. Dirt.
3: You know what yeah. freaking movie I thought <laughs> of last night and that I kind of, like, want to see again because I haven't seen it in forever? And it's like, it's like I want to get your all's opinion on it because I can't remember if it sucked or what. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> it was a John Goodman film, all right? And mm-hmm. the name of it was Matinee. King Ralph? <laughs> what? Matinee. You ever seen Matinee? Matinee
2: was great yeah madee i it, looked sounds familiar. that one i what
3: looked it, it up on amazon for the d v d and it was like sixty four dollars
2: oh man You're
0: kidding me that's <laughs> Name. that sounds familiar
3: that's the one I... where like he like is he like running a uh 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 yeah
0: theater? A, movie theater? a movie theater
3: yeah yep. yeah and and they have they do a lot of tricks where they bring in like uh like you know like the the big um prey manis or whatever Mm-hmm. And,
2: yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like the old Vincent Price movies, like in The Tingler when they'd electrify the chairs and things like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I barely remember
0: it. Mm, i have to it check that out. Maybe movie. you should buy it for me. Maybe <laughs> I should buy it for you. I want to see it. Why <laughs> don't you watch it first before you send it to me? Okay. I'm a nice dude.
3: Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. just uh, that's just one that i that popped in my head last night. And I was just like, man, hey, it's been forever since I've seen
2: that. Yeah, it was like a fifties like theater. He had and he play like these schlock movies and stuff. Hmm. I, I haven't I haven't seen it in a long time either. But I, I really enjoyed it when I when I saw. Goodman's a guy though I can always count on. Goodman's always good in things. Oh too. man, Goodman's a man. Yeah, and then you, got, yeah then
0: then you got the phobia with uh, Then you got the the great um no Blues Brothers two. No, oh, no. right, no.
3: much okay. you bring that one up? Why uh, <laughs> you gotta do that,
0: Jack? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do that. <laughs> uh, Robert, do you have anything before we wrap
4: up the show? Uh, any of you guys see Severance?
2: No. What's that one?
4: Uh, it's a British movie that uh, came out here around the same time as Hostel Two. I went to see it instead of Hostel Two because I have no interest in watching women get tortured. Right. Unless I'm doing it. And
3: uh everything. Yeah, oh, you, you kinda like find... redeemed yourself for a second. He might, said, yeah, unless yeah.
2: I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he might tape his own adventures, but that's you know, his private thing.
4: Right, right, yeah. See? Behind closed doors. It's my business, exactly. not yours.
2: Yep, yep. close
0: your right. close your ears dish. We'll trade yeah. DVDs sometime, if you want. Go ahead,
4: Severance, hey,
0: Ryan. Severance is this weird
4: movie about uh, a uh, military arms company mm-hmm. that has this uh, weekend retreat for its employees to bond,
5: mm-hmm. and they all
4: just hate each other, and they go up to a cabin mm-hmm. in the woods that, unbeknownst to them, has been taken over by raving maniacs. <laughs> and so you've got these people with all these weapons in their basement trying to fend off these maniacs. And it's it's very funny, hmm. in a very
3: dark kind of way. I think oh. the guy at work, uh, Sam, I think he brought that one up to me, so I
2: I'll
3: have to check that one out.
2: I haven't seen it in any of the theaters around here. Mm-hmm.
4: I think it's another one of those that got the limited release. Yeah,
0: Right. I just checked out the Netflix here, and um, you can actually add it to your queue. It's, it's not released yet on DVD, but apparently it's going to be released uh, fairly soon.
4: Mm. Must be a really limited release
0: in theaters then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's a wonderful we'll to keep an eye out for. Maybe we can uh, talk about it here in the show. If it's recommended by Ryan, it must be good. Yep. Yeah. Now, it's not like it's not the hilarious
4: comedy. It's another one of those where you you're watching. You're not sure if you're allowed to laugh. You <laughs> right. have to look at the person on the left and the right of you to know whether you're allowed to laugh. <laughs> but like when you get the per- when you get the sick evil bastard on your left and your right, it's a really funny movie. Good. Mm.
3: Good. Hey, uh, actually, I wanted to bring up uh, a little thing here with uh, Troy because I know he's a big Stephen King fan. I want to know if he uh, if he, what he thought of the uh, movie coming out uh
2: 1402. Uh, you that? know, that one I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little worried about because <laughs> I mean the story itself. You're in the hotel. I think it's at the Dolphin Hotel.
5: Mm-hmm. You're in
2: the the room and there's basically two characters. There's the the um the writer and then there's the uh the manager of the hotel. And from what I've heard about it, it the movie they've added in all kinds of crazy things and you know there's all kinds of visual candy and I don't know I I I'm not looking forward to that one. I'm afraid, and and I like I like everybody in it. You know, when when I first heard it, I was excited, but the more I heard about it, the less excited I became.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it looked kind of neat. I, I I thought it kind of reminded me of something like what the um, what the plot was to like The Shining in a way. You know, mm-hmm. like don't go into that room and everything right, else. Right. Right. Just like, it looks like the, uh, the previous people who've been in that room. Am I correct on that? And they're like coming back to like on it?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like the the whole story uh, of the room in, in the story, it's great. Like the setup and the build up is really yeah. like the biggest part when, he, when he's talking to the manager. And it would probably make for a pretty dull movie if they, if they kept to that storyline. Right. But everything like, um, w- whenever people would clean that room, they'd always go in like two housemaids at a time because whatever was in the room wouldn't affect two people quite as much. But if a single person went in, then it would really mess with them. And all kinds of people over the years had either killed themselves or one guy went blind. There were all these different things that would happen in that room. And, um, and it's pretty neat because the, the writer reporter, writer guy, he, um, His job, he's made a whole series of books about going to like haunted locales and then, you know, just writing books about it. But he knows his stuff's like all schlock. He just, you know, like, uh, oh, well, I stayed at this, this haunted, uh, castle and then, you know, I saw this strange shadow and, you know, he'd basically Mm. just make things up. Yeah. You know, none of it really happened. Mm. So he Mm. definitely didn't believe. The, the story itself is kind of neat because it, it's kind of like a cross between the shining and, um, and more of like a Lovecraft thing. Like there's something, like the room itself is a gateway into another, into another world and things kind of come out of it every now and then.
4: Right. Excellent. Yeah, I'm a huge King fan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he does some really fun stories with those gateways.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, definitely. You,
4: have, you ever read Crouch End? Mm-hmm. The one where they got that uh, little thin place in space between uh their town and this other nightmare realm.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I love I love King's uh his forays between the the normal and just the absolute paranormal that is waiting
2: but nobody sees it until you're alone. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, it's like um dude, did you ever read the one he he did with Straub, the um the talisman, you know, oh, where yeah. they have That's the whole great. the whole other world, you know. That They're was making so that into a movie. Now that, that, I'd like to see. I'd really, really like to see that.
4: Yeah, me too. That's as <laughs> close as you're going to get to a movie about a child protagonist that I'll go see.
2: Yeah, hmm. yep, I'm with you on that one.
3: Doesn't like, uh, King pretty much like almost hate like all of his movies that come out and like they keep doing it, doing? Mm. <laughs> well,
2: sometimes he's got no one to blame but himself though, especially if right. he wrote the, the screenplay. Like he did, he did the screenplay to maximum over. <laughs> right. So he's got no one to blame but. He actually didn't
3: he direct that one as well. I think he may have. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, he also did
0: the one that uh, I, I'm not a fan of. I, I think Troy likes it, but the one where they where they kill a guy with an ear of corn.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, what, what is that one called? Sleepwalkers.
0: Sleepwalkers. I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan. of I enjoyed
2: that one. Sleepwalkers. The the only thing I got to say about King, like after I after I saw his like list of 20 um no 24 best rock songs ever and he's got three songs on there by Elvis and like one song by the stones one song by the beatles no songs by the who he has no taste in music what one <laughs>
4: I think that he uses music for a different thing than most
2: people do. He mm, uses yeah. to help the words flow when he's writing. <laughs> yep, yep. He can quote some good tunes, you know, but <laughs> and just not his own personal.
0: Yeah, there's was, there was some good music in, uh, in uh, Christine.
2: Oh yeah, yep, mm. yep. But he doesn't. He, none of those made his top twenty four list. Right? Uh. <laughs>
3: Well, I think that uh,
0: that probably just about does it for
3: this edition. Right.
0: I want to thank uh, Reddish for calling in. Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. And we also want to thank uh, Ryron here for calling in.
3: Yeah, uh, Ryron. Right.
0: The there will be no show Knight next Rider.
3: week.
0: And Knight Rider. And Night Rider and Goosey. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, of course, <laughs> Jeff Rush. They're actually the same people. Right. right. right but Jeff Street is. <laughs> no, no, he's a completely different person. But in two right. weeks, we will have the return of uh, Scott Goldberg here to Without Your Head. Yeah, excellent! Oh, excellent! That's well, very cool. fun, fun. Right. Right. And so probably it, sometime in July we'll have the return of uh, Conrad Brooks. Ah,
2: oh, Conrad's
0: hey. our boy. Alrighty, everybody. I believe this will uh,
3: conclude this edition. Um, you know, this edition.
5: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Guys, I was just trying to end up the show. I don't get it. Oh. Son of a bitch. oh, I I was just reading something. <laughs> oh, sorry.
2: And you are listening to Without Your